who've lived in Assiniboia and those people who dream of living in Assiniboia. Is that right? How many of you have ever lived in Assiniboia? I'm just very curious. There's a, yeah, okay, there's some. How many of you have ever been to Assiniboia? You know, just going on a you know, sunny vacation, you know, right? All right. Well, today we have a treat because um, over the last couple of years, I've been getting to know David and Vanessa Mayer. And David and Vanessa are the co-pastors of the Assiniboia Apostolic Church. So our sister church in Assiniboia. And the more I know them, the more I like them. They are a dynamic couple, and I think God has just given an incredible gift to the community of Assiniboia because they really love the community. They really serve the community. I think they've seen some significant shifts even in their church's heart towards their community in the last couple of years under their leadership. And they're partnering uh, with a great church, great pastors. Some great things are happening there. And so when we were going to do our Open Doors series and we are getting to the week of Meet Needs, and we were talking about how some needs are met practically, but some needs can only be met supernaturally. We said, who do you, th- what, you know, we're talking about who should we have, and we said, you know, what about we get Dave up here? Because I know that this is his heart. And we said, we want someone who's speaking in their passion and in their heart when it comes to this topic, because it really matters. And so uh, today, I'm excited for him to come, and so he's going to come in just a second, and uh, Kevin's going to read the scripture first, but this is a real treat for us. And you know what? I think this is the thing we always have to remember, is that Hillcrest is not an island to itself. We are interconnected with the rest of the body of Christ, and we want to live in interdependence. And so the thing, we have things to offer the rest of the body of Christ, but we have things to receive from the rest of the body of Christ as well. So today, I hope that your heart will be wide open to what Dave has to share, and uh, then we're going to have a ministry time at the end uh, just to pray and invite you to come forward uh, in some very specific areas. And uh, we're really looking forward to that time as well. So over to you, Kevin. Thank you. I'm privileged to read to the scripture for you today, John 14, 12 to 14. Very truly, I tell you, whoever believes in me will do the works I have been doing. And they will do even greater things than these, because I am going to the Father. I will do whatever you ask me in my name, so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. You may ask me for anything in my name, and I will do it. Let's pray the blessing on the reading of his word. Thank you. Well, good morning. Thank you, Pastor Steve, for that introduction. Thank you, Kevin, for reading God's Word for us this morning. just want to say uh, welcome to those of you that are watching online. We're so glad that you could join us here this morning. Again, my name is uh, Pastor Dave, and uh, I usually go by Pastor David, but Dave, David, my brothers, and lots of my friends have called me Dave since I was a kid, so I'm used to it. And... um, you know, I'm, I'm really excited and privileged to be here this morning. I really uh, appreciate and respect your leadership. You know, I really enjoy getting to know Pastor Steve and Pastor Chris and Pastor Kurt and, and had opportunities to, you know, go sit with them for coffee or go meet them in, in their homes. And, and you have a really great leadership team here. You know, I, I really respect them and I honor them. And I'm, I'm really honored for the privilege to speak to you this morning. Um, I have a picture of, of my family here. They weren't all able to uh, join us this morning, but uh, two of my boys came with me, but my daughter 
is at home, and my wife had, had to preach this morning. She wasn't able to come, unfortunately, but that's my wife, Vanessa, there with me, and she is amazing. This is my, and I'm not just saying that just to be nice. If you met her and got to know her, you would say, wow, she's amazing, because she really is, and she is definitely the better half, and she is definitely the lead pastor at the Apostolic Church in Assiniboia. We lead together, but she leads a lot of it, and I really appreciate all the hard work that she does. And then uh, Michaela is 11. Caleb is, uh, no wait, Michaela's not 11 yet. Next Sunday, she's 11. Caleb will be nine at the end of the month, and Micah is turning seven this week. So all our kids are born in April. That wasn't planned, but that's what happened. So there's a story behind that, but God is good. My wife said my, her, my mother pride ring will be all diamonds, so she is excited about that. So... Um, before I get going, just want to say uh, a quick plug for Kettleston Camp. Um, I worked many summers and full-time at another Christian camp called Circle Square for five years. I saw the f- good fruit that comes out of kids going to camp. Um, I saw kids raised in their faith vicariously from year to year just going to camp, and then those kids growing up and becoming staff and having no encouragement at home to, to live for the Lord. And so I want to say what they're doing at Kettleston is a good thing, and Kayla's doing a good work there. She works hard, and I really appreciate uh, what Kettleston is doing, so consider supporting Kettleston. Pray for them. Pray for Kayla. Pray for the new director that will be coming in, and um, yeah, we're looking forward to hearing good things there this summer. So they're talking about open doors, and this week I want to talk about specifically open doors through meeting physical, uh, practical needs. Um, Last week, Uh, Pastor Steve was talking about how a closed door is an obstacle to people hearing the gospel. And we want to be able to open doors so that people can receive uh, the truth of God's word. And uh, so week one, two weeks ago, Benji and Jessica, they shared uh, from Luke 10, 1 to 9, which is the, the, the ongoing theme throughout this series. And they talked about the four things that Jesus asked us to do, to bless people, so it opens doors to fellowship with people and spend time with them, to minister to felt needs, and to proclaim the gospel. And they talked about blessing people and practical ways to bless people, and that really encouraged and excited me. It gave me some ideas. I was like, I like that. I, I really appreciated that message. And then last week, Pastor Steve was talking about praying and spending time, um, not only with God, but spending time with people, getting to know them, connecting with people in your neighborhood, in your community, and walking with them. And uh, so spending time not only talking with God about people, but spending time with people. And uh, it reminded me uh, when I was listening to his message about a, a magnet that was on my in-law's refrigerator when I first met my wife. And uh, the quote said, the more you talk to God about people, the more you want to talk to people about God. And I think that's true, because it's so hard. Sometimes it's in our, in our flesh, sometimes it's, it's scary to talk to people. You know, maybe you're really introverted, or maybe you don't know what to say to talk to people about the Lord. But um, you know what, as we, as the more we talk to, to God, the more we will want to talk to people and about the joy that's in our lives. So I have two questions for you to consider this morning as we get started here. What if an act of obedience from you would open the door 
for, for somebody else to share the gospel with that person that you previously connected with. What, an, what if an audacious act of obedience on your part opened the d- door for somebody else to share the gospel with them at a later point? And number two, would exercising audacious faith give you an opportunity to share the gospel with someone yourself? Um, the scripture this morning that from Luke uh, 10, verse 9, from the passage that you've been uh, hearing from in this series, says, Heal the sick who are there and tell them, The kingdom of God has come near to you. And you know, meeting, uh, meeting uh, needs is, looks like a lot of different things. It looks like meeting people's practical needs. It looks like meeting, uh, just sitting there and, and just listening to them when they need, a, when they need an, uh, somebody to, to talk to, um, being able to just share hope with somebody who's down. It looks, looks like a lot of different things, but meeting uh, practical needs, practical physical needs, is something that has really been uh, on my heart. And it, it wasn't always something that... Um, I, I, I grew up in a, more, I grew up in a, in a conservative home. P- my parents loved the Lord, but this wasn't something that was talked about in the churches that I grew up in, about praying for the sick and, and seeing them healed and, and uh, living life in the Spirit and things like that. But when I met my wife, um, she grew up in a, I grew up in a very conservative home. She grew up in a home where they went to a church that was a, uh, associated with the Toronto Vineyard Movement, or Toronto Airport Church. And so we grew up in very different homes, and so I started having conversations with my father-in-law that really started changing my thinking as to what does God really have for us? And I've come to the point where I tell people, God has so much more for you than what you are currently experiencing. Do you believe that this morning? Do you believe that God has more for you than what you're currently experiencing? Because he does, whether you believe it or not. I want to st- tell you a story that was on my heart to share, and then my wife told me, you should share this. And then I talked to Pastor Steve, and he said, you should share this story. I was like, okay, Confirmation. Got to share this story. So <clears throat> when we were, we were previously living in Regina before we came, uh, before we moved to Cinnaboy and the Lord called us into pastoring, which was a total God story, how he called us into pastoring. But my wife was a, was a hairstylist and she worked uh, usually just one day a week. She worked at a, at a salon in Regina and uh, she loved her job as a hairstylist and she loved to just be the, you know, that bring the joy of Jesus into the salon, and they knew that that she was a church girl, and uh, they made it known to her that they definitely were not. And there was one, well, there was one young girl that my wife took under her wing, one of her coworkers, and uh, she um, she was a single mother. She had uh, she had a couple kids, and one Saturday. Uh, when Vanessa came, she came, she came to work and noticed that her coworker was in a knee brace. And, and what had happened, she had torn her ACL playing soccer, and she was waiting for surgery. And so my wife said, oh, I'm so sorry, I hope you feel better. And she was pushing back that, you know, that little voice of the Holy Spirit saying that you should pray for her. And uh, how many of you can, can relate to that? And you don't have to raise your hand if you don't want to, but... I can, I can definitely relate to that. And uh, so <clears throat> later that day, I came with my, my kids. We would stop in at the salon and say hi to Vanessa sometimes. And then 
Um, I found out, I, I talked to her coworker. I, I knew some of her coworkers too from dropping in and I talked to them a little bit and talked to this one particular coworker in a knee brace and um, she told me the story, what was happening and, and uh, I said, and uh, then I was getting ready to go and my wife thought I had left and all of a sudden she thought she heard my voice on the other side of the um, station where she was. She, her, she, my wife was facing this way and her coworker was on the, on the other side and she thought she heard my voice and she looked over and to her shock and horror, here I was down on one knee like this and praying for her coworker's knee. And because uh, I asked her on the way out, can I pray for your knee because God loves you and he wants to heal, heal your knee. And <clears throat> my my wife, she's, she was shocked. She was like, eyes wide open. She's like, oh God, what is he doing? Please, God, do something. What will they think? He gets to go home, but I have to stay here. And so as, as this is going through, through her head, and, and I'm just down on one knee, and, and she's mid-haircut, okay? She's, she's in the middle of a haircut, and she pauses cutting her client's hair to let me pray for her knee. And so I take my kids and I go home. And then next week, um, my wife comes to work and her coworker's like, Vanessa, God healed my knee. I don't need surgery. And she's going around telling all, everybody in the salon, God healed my knee. David and Vanessa prayed to God healed my knee. And this, the same week when I, when I prayed for her knee, my wife had also prayed uh, for her. She had some she was going through some issues in courts with custody or with her kids. And so Vanessa said, you know, we'll, we'll be praying for her. And she just encouraged her. And God also gave her what she wanted in the courts and even more than what she wanted. And so this is, you know, and I think she's, she's now going to church on a regular basis. She's going to camp on a regular basis because of, because of that, because of an audacious act of faith. Now, I don't know, maybe some of you uh, can relate to my wife, and you're like, oh, that's scary. If God asked me to do something like that and to step out, I don't know if I could do that. And maybe some of you can relate to me where you'd be like, yes, I want to, I want to step out and see God move mightily on, on my behalf. And it wasn't, uh, you know, because oftentimes we, we have this awkwardness, well, what are they going to think? What are people going to say? I have a reputation here at work. I have a reputation at my school. I have a reputation on my, on my job. You know, what are, what are people going to think of me, right? And it's kind of awkward too, right? For, you know, sometimes it's, maybe God will ask you to speak to a complete stranger, but it was, uh, it was, really, it was really encouraging for me, and I was like, yes, Lord. Yes, I was so excited about what God had, had done. So how, how many of you believe that you could pray for someone and see them get healed by God's grace and by his power? How many of you believe that? Oh, well, I see quite a few hands. That's good. Um, the scripture that was, that was read here earlier that Kevin read, John 14, verse 12 and 14 it says, very truly I tell you, whoever believes in me will do the works that I have been doing. Do you believe, do you believe in God? Do you believe in the works that he's done? 
Jesus said, if you believe in him and you believe that he did what he did, you can do what he did. And Jesus went on to say, and they will do even greater things than these because I'm going to the Father. What's greater than raising the dead? Jesus said, you will do greater things than I will do because I'm going to the Father, and I will do whatever you ask in my name so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. You may ask me for anything in my name, and I will do it. Basically, in three verses, he repeats himself three times. You can do this. You will do this if you believe in me. Do you believe this morning? In the the Passion Translation, it says, I tell you this timeless truth. The person who follows me in faith, believing in me, will do the same mighty miracles that I do, even greater miracles than these, because I go to be with the Father. For I will do whatever you ask me to do when you ask me in my name. That is how the Son will show what the Father is really like and bring glory to him. Ask me anything in my name and I will do it for you. And some of you might be out there this morning, maybe you're here or you're watching online, and you say, well, isn't the gospel primarily about our salvation? Isn't that what the gospel's about? About our salvation so that we could be saved from our sins so we don't have to live in eternity separated from God in hell? Isn't that what God cares primarily about? I want to go to Matthew chapter 4, verse 23 to 25. And again, I'm reading in the Passion Translation. Jesus ministered from place to place throughout all the province of Galilee. He taught in all the synagogues, preaching the wonderful news of the kingdom and healing every kind of sickness and disease among the people. His fame spread throughout all Syria. Many people who were in pain and suffering with every kind of illness were brought to Jesus for their healing. Epileptics, paralytics, and those tormented by demonic powers were all set free. Everyone who was brought to Jesus was healed. Everyone. Notice it doesn't say that Jesus said to a few of them, well, you know what, you have a few things to learn yet. It's, you know, just stay sick. Well, you know what, it's not your time yet. Maybe later you should be healed. Well, I don't know, I'm too busy right now. It says everyone was healed. Jesus didn't turn anybody away that came to him. This resulted in massive crowds of people following him, including people from Galilee, Jerusalem, the land of Judah, the region of the ten cities known as Decapolis and beyond the Jordan River. And so Jesus went about preaching the gospel and healing people. He was preaching the gospel and healing people. That's what he was doing everywhere that he went. This was part of the gospel of the kingdom. Third John 2 says, Beloved friend, I pray that you are prospering in every way and that you continue to enjoy good health just as your soul is prospering. So we see in this verse here, and sorry, I read it in the Passion Translation, but just as your soul is getting along well. See, God primarily is is concerned about our heart. That That is his primary concern for us is where is your heart? Do I have your heart? We see that in this verse, that, that that is what God primarily cares about is our hearts. But he also, want, he also cares about, you know, he cares about our wholeness, not just, not just our, uh, that our soul is, 
is prospering. And so, you know, you might say, well, why, why is this important? You know, why is it important to understand and believe that God still heals today? You know, there's a lot of people, and I have some, I have some relatives that would say, you know what? This is the word of God. Only this is the word of God, and God doesn't speak through people. If you say that God told you something that's not true, God doesn't heal today, God only healed here, speaking in tongues is, doesn't exist anymore, and they would say this is, this is non-existent. But it's not true because God does want to speak to us in that still small voice. His spirit still speaks to us today. And he wants to, and he wants to do that to open doors to the gospel. Because when God can, can come in and, and heal a physical ail, ailment where somebody's suffering, where they're in pain and where they're where their body is not right as the way that God intended it to, it can become a stumbling block. It can become a closed door to the gospel. But if we step in an audacious faith as God leads us and pray for them and we, and we see God do something in their lives, all of a sudden they're like, hey, maybe God is real. Maybe he cares for me. Maybe he does want to work in my life. You know, I think it's, it's imp- important to not only to believe this and walk it out in our own life, but it's also important so that um, we, so that, um, we can disciple others into what Christ is asking us to do. He said to go all into all the world and preach the gospel. And he said also to heal the sick in Mark 16. He talks about going and healing the sick and raising the dead. And so... Once we get a hold of that, once we get that revelation from God that this is what he is calling us to and he's asking us to do, we need to take it out and tell other people, come with me. Come, let, let's, let's walk together. Let me show you how we can go and fulfill the Great Commission by meeting people's physical needs. And so I like to, when I have other people with me, um, I sometimes like to, to get them to pray. Instead of having me pray, I'm like, okay, why don't you pray for them? Because that's how you disciple people. It's not all about me. God doesn't just work through me. He works for anyone who believes. Do you believe? I was with um, my sister in, uh, in Regina. I had pulled up my, um, my sister, Stacy. We we, I had pulled up to her house, and, uh, my, other sister, and my other sister, Janiel, was, was there. She was the only one there at the time. And uh, so my youngest sister, Janiel, was there, and I pulled up, and Janiel came and met me on the sidewalk, and then we got out, and we started talking, and I noticed this lady, she was kind of hunched over and crippled, and she was walking really slow, and she was walking in our direction. And so I purposely went and walked in her direction, and I said, hey, how are you today? And it turns out it was my sister's neighbor, my sister Stacy, whose house it was, it was her neighbor, and I think her name was Sandy. And uh, so anyway, I, started, I struck up a conversation with this lady on the street because instantly, and this happens to me all the time, when I see people that need healing, instantly pray for them, pray for them, pray for them. All the time. In the store, on the street, wherever it is. And I have more stories than I have time to tell of, of people I've he- that I've seen healed in the drugstore, that I've he- seen healed in the grocery store, that I've seen healed at the gas station. 
And I just love to see God work through me. There's a lot of opportunities I've missed. Don't, 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 don't think that I'm, you know, that I'm all that and, and a piece of cake. Because there's a lot of, I probably missed more opportunities than I've taken because what are they going to think of me? Or, well, I don't know if I should, or, you know, you make excuses, right? But anyway, my sister was with me, and I was talking to Sandy, and she was kind of all crippled up, and she had, lots of, she had lots of health issues. She started telling us all her health issues, and I said, Sandy, I said, God loves you, and he doesn't want to see you in pain. I said, can I pray for you, that God would heal you? And she said, sure. And so I, th- I think she had pain in her knees, and I, think I got down and I prayed for her knees, and she's like, oh, she said, my knees are better. She said, I don't have any more pain in my knees. And I said, well, praise the Lord. That's so good. Just, you know, I said to Sandy, thank the Lord for that. Say thank you, Jesus. And, and then she started to tell us about some of her other health issues. And uh, this is another thing that I've learned. If somebody comes up to you and tells you about their health issues, it's not a coincidence. It's a God opportunity. Don't just think that people are, are bringing up their health issues to you just because it's, it's a topic they want to talk about. That's a God-given opportunity for you to step out and see God work in their lives. That's what I've, that's what I've come to conclude. So anyway, she needed prayer for her back. So instead of praying for her, I turned to my sister, Janiel. I said, Janiel, I said, you pray for her back. And, and my sister, she was kind of, she was, she was trembling. She hadn't really done this before. And so she prayed for Sandy's back. And uh, she, uh, just trying to look for the information, I was asking my sister about it. Uh, she said uh, she had multiple surgeries and, and lived in constant pain, and she couldn't do a lot of the yard work. And she said, after I prayed for her, she said the, pen, the pain went from a 10 to a 3. A scale of 10 of being like the worst pain you could experience and zero being nothing, her pain went from a 10 to a 3 after my sister pay- prayed for her. And, and we asked Sandy, how's your pain now? She said, oh, it's about a three. And well, my sister was beside herself. She, I don't think she was expecting this. And, but you know what? God wants to use those who are willing to step out in faith. And I'm so glad that my sister wrote down the details because I didn't, I didn't remember all the details of this. And uh, another time we were at Trossack's uh, family camp and my family and I went out for the day and we met, we met my mom and dad and my youngest brother and sister there at Trossacks. And we were standing in the food line. And uh, there was, uh, my sister was behind me and she was talking to a lady there in line. And my sister tapped me on the shoulder. She said, this lady has back problems. You know, she needs prayer. Can you pray for her? This is the same sister, Janiel. I said, you pray for her. And then I went back to talking to whoever I was talking to in line. And my sister prayed for her, and this lady, all of a sudden, she was standing up straight. The Lord took away her back pain and healed her back. And I'm just like, thank you, Jesus. It's not about, it's not about me. It's about God getting the glory and about people seeing God work in their lives and knowing that he loves them and that he cares for them. And he wants so much more for them than what they're currently experiencing. It's an open door to be able to share with people about God's love. And you know, I've, my kids have been around me enough uh, when I've prayed for people that I don't even have to tell them what to do now. They just heard me pray enough that they step out and they pray for people. My uh, youngest son, Micah, he was, uh, last year he was six, he was in kindergarten, 
And uh, we uh, got this email from uh, his kindergarten teacher. This was in June last year. She said, after lunch, uh, Micah asked if he could pray for my knee. Her, her knee, she, she had hurt her knee, so she was always walking with a, with a limp. And uh, she had been walking f- with a limp for a long time. And I said, sure. So he, uh, and, uh, so he put his hand on her knee and said a prayer. And she said, I said, thanks. And I carried on. And she said, I realized my knee was not hurting. She said, I may get him to pray for my tennis elbow and, and sore foot next week. <laughs> Powerful stuff out of that kid, she said. So she sent my wife an email about this. One of the EAs that works at that school goes to our church. She told us later, she said that the kindergarten teacher was going from room to room telling the teachers, God healed my knee. Micah prayed for my knee and my knee got healed. This is from a six-year-old kid. And there was, there's nothing that makes me more proud than to see my kids walking out what God has called them to do in their lives. Walking out the glory of God, bringing the kingdom of God, saying, behold, the kingdom of God is at hand. Because what's in the kingdom of God? Is there pain and suffering in the kingdom of God? No. Jesus prayed, your kingdom come here on earth as it is in heaven. That includes our pain and our suffering. My, uh, my daughter, Michaela, she had a chance, too, to pray um, for her, uh, her teacher. She was in gym class, and I think her gym teacher had a... Had a had some pain in her knee. And my, my daughter was so bold and so brave. I was, I was proud of her. In front of her whole class, she offered to pray for the teacher's knee. I don't, think that, I don't think that the teacher got any healing that time, but the fact that my daughter was willing to, to pray for the teacher's knee in front of the whole class made me very proud because it's a very hard thing to do in front of a, a group of you know, unbelieving people and your classmates, right? She was in grade four at the time, so it can be kind of can be harsh at times, right? So it's important to open doors for people so that they can see how much God loves them and how much he cares for them. You know, the gospel is so much more than about salvation. You know, God desires to, to heal us and to make us whole. And that's what I've started telling people. God didn't just die for your salvation. He died for your wholeness so you could be complete. The journey of wholeness begins with salvation, much more than a ticket. It's much more than a ticket of getting into heaven when we die. The fullness of salvation is captured in the Greek word zozo, which means to save, to deliver, to make well or make whole. Isaiah 53, verse 4 and 5. It says, surely he took our pain and bore our suffering. Yet we considered him punished by God, stricken by him and afflicted. But he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was on him. And by his wounds we are healed. Are. Not will be healed. Not may be healed. Not might be healed. You are healed. And when you look in in the New King James Version, it says, surely he has borne our grief. NIV says, surely he has borne our pain. 
But in that word, that word Greek, uh, grief in the Hebrew means illness, wound, injury, the result of a blow or a hit. So it's very obvious it's talking about a physical limitation, a physical pain, a physical injury. Some people will say, well, that, that's referring to the spiritual. He's taken on our spiritual wounds and things like that. But it's not just that. When it says he took up our infirmities, it's talking about sufferings that are associated with physical ailments and diseases. So he died for our physical, our physical body. It says he carried our sorrows. That's the sorrows of mental anguish and heartache. He died for mental illness. He died for our, our mental struggles and our mental health. And boy, isn't there a lot of mental health issues in this day and age, especially after COVID, right? He was pierced for our transgressions. One of the four words that refers to sin. It means it's referring to the broken relationship because of our rebellion, because we rebelled against God, because we, we went our own way instead of going the way that God said, this is the way that I have for you, walk in it. We chose to go our own way. And when we choose to go our own way, we choose to break off the relationship with a never... A, never, a God who never stops loving us, an, an unending, unconditional love that God has for us. So he died for our physical sufferings, he died for our mental well-being, and he died for our sins, for our spiritual well-being. Then he was crushed for our iniquities. It's another word for sin, the intentional bending and twisting of what is right and holy. So God sent his son Jesus to die on the cross for our wholeness, so that we could be a whole and complete person. How many of you would like to be whole and complete in every area? Oh, some people are. That's good. The rest of you will keep working on you. You know, some of you might be here this morning or maybe that you're watching online and you say, you know what, I don't feel whole or complete. I feel like there's something missing, there's something broken. I feel like, I just feel emptiness on the inside. And you know what? That, that verse in Isaiah is speaking to you this morning. And even if it was only to you, it is, it is for you. That he bore your pain and your sufferings. Christ bore that on the cross for our sins because we've chosen to go our own way. But the Lord laid on the iniquity of everything that we've done and, and all our physical ailments on Jesus on the cross. And so this morning, I, wanna, I, wanna, I want to invite you if you, have, if you have never put your faith and your trust in Jesus, if you've never asked him to forgive you of your sins and to cleanse you from all unrighteousness, then I want to say this is the day that you can do that. And all you, all you have to do to start that journey is to give up everything to him. Because when you give everything to him, he gives you so much more than you could imagine because he has so much more for you in store than what you can even imagine or think about. If you'd like to do that this morning, I'm just going to ask you to just bow your heads with me and close your eyes. And would you just say this prayer with me this morning? You could just repeat after me. Say, Dear Father, thank you that you love me and sent Jesus to die on the cross for my sin. I put my trust in Jesus as my Lord and Savior.
I make you the master of my life. Help me to live a life that honors you by the power of the Holy Spirit. If you say that prayer this morning, that is, that's, that is the start of a relationship with Jesus Christ. And he has so much more for you than what you're currently experiencing. So, you know, as we were talking about healing this morning as I wrap up, I know that, you know, there might be questions and objections out there. You know, some of you might say, well, I, I did pray for somebody and they didn't get healed, or I've tried this before and it doesn't work. I, I question whether this, is, whether this healing is for today or not. And one of the best answers that I heard to this question, because I know... I've, I've, I've listened to and I've seen some in person, some uh, people who have seen thousands of people healed, including Chris Gore and Randy Clark, and nobody that I know of has seen every person healed that they've prayed for. And nobody, and nobody can tell you exactly why. But one of the best answers that, that I heard is I was listening to Dan Moeller, and I, I really appreciate Dan Moeller. I would really... I uh, encourage you, if you want to know more about the love of God and what God has for you, look up Dan Moeller on, uh, on YouTube, or he has podcasts. Um, I've heard him in person in Regina. He said, part of the reason is, is to protect the integrity of the gospel, because we need, sometimes we need more of a revelation of who he is. He said the gift, talking about the healing gift, he said the gift can end up destroying your life because of the lack of character if you saw every person healed that you prayed for. He said there are some people who if they saw everything they asked for, it would destroy them. And I think that's a good answer because I think if we saw God answer every prayer that we had, we would start to get proud and say, you know what, God does this for me all the time. And so I think it's, sometimes our zeal gets ahead of our revelation you know, we need to ask God for a greater revelation of, of him and who he is. Because God just doesn't want us to do stuff for him. He wants our hearts. That's what he wants more than anything. You know, and some of you might be wondering, well, is there obstacles in the way of healing? I've, you know, I've prayed for people and I don't know why they, they get healed. Or I, I've prayed and believed for healing for myself and, and I haven't seen it happen yeah, there could be lots of obstacles in the way of healing. Sin, unforgiveness, lack of faith, not asking for healing. Those are just a few of them. Do any of those things stop God? Absolutely not. He can work in spite of all those things because God is sovereign. But sometimes those things are things that God is asking us to deal with. You know, you might say, well, I, I, I know I was healed, Ed, but the pain came back. Or I lost my healing. But you know what? Sometimes the devil can bring phantom pains. He can bring pains that, um, you know, it's, he's just trying to bring back the symptoms to make you doubt your healing. Sometimes you do get healed, but then the devil brings back the symptoms so that you fall into doubt. And then you, and so you need, when you've been healed, you need to stand on your healing and say, devil, you get out of here. I know I have been healed. In Jesus' name, you take that pain and you go. When you're praying for people and they don't get healed, don't judge others or make excuses if they don't get healed. Don't, that's not our place to judge why people don't get healed if you step out and pray for them because 
you know what, sometimes we just don't know. We don't have all the answers, and we have to admit that. We have to say, I don't know. But I will tell you this. I believe it is always, always, always God's will for you to be healed. Why some people are not healed, I don't know. But Jesus did say to pray that God's will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So because I know that it's God's will to be healed, we need to just continue to stand on what Jesus said and believe for that. So I'm not necessarily saying you're always going to get healed right when you ask for it, or, you know, sometimes things don't work out as we want them to, but God is good. And it says in Matthew that if you being evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more does your Father in heaven know how to give good gifts to you? And how many of you, as parents, if your kid went outside and it was cold and windy and wet out and you went out without a hat and without a jacket and came home sick, would you say, just stay sick, it's your fault, you deserve it, you need to learn a lesson? Who would do that as a parent? No, even though it was your kid's fault, you would say, I'm going to help you get better, I'm going to do my best to see that you get healed, that you live in the wholeness of what you were created to be. So how much more does God want to see healing in your life and in your body because he is a good, good father? So, your mission for this week, if you choose to accept it, is to pray for healing for people that God brings your way. If they tell you about something they're struggling with, it's not... It's not an accident. It's an opportunity for you to move on God's behalf. About three or four years ago, I was at a family reunion, and my sister-in-law is there, and she, my, my parents had cats on the farm, and so we were, we were just sitting on the deck talking, and she brought up that she was allergic to cats. And I said, well, Christine, I said, God loves you, and I said, he wants, he, he, he wants to heal you. You don't need to be allergic to cats. Can I pray for you? She said, sure. I'm not sure if she really, you know, believed anything was going to happen or not, but I prayed for her, and I just said, Lord, I just thank you for Christine and your love for her, and I speak to that, that allergy, and I tell it to go in Jesus' name. Thank you for healing and wholeness in Christine's body. Never heard any more till I think it was the next summer, we were out for family reunion again, and she said, hey, Dave, look at my new superpower. She grabbed the cat and went like this in her face. Actually, no, that's not true. She did send me a text a week later after I prayed for her, and she said, she sent me a picture of her arm. She said, so my kitty just scratched me, and she said, normally this would swell out, swell up, and it didn't. So I found out a week later that she had been healed. But it was, yeah, it was the next summer when she came and rubbed the cat in her face. She still does that to this day. I texted her this morning. I said, can I share this story? She said, absolutely. She said, it was just two weeks ago I was telling friends about this, and I wiped their cat in my face. So you know what? Nothing is too small that God doesn't care about. He cares about the little things in your life. You may not think that, oh, that's too insignificant for God. He cares about it. So this week, don't just pray for healing, but speak to that and tell it to go in Jesus' name because Jesus gave us authority. He said, heal the sick. He didn't say pray for the sick. He said, heal the sick. So to heal the sick, you have to walk in authority and you have to say, I command that to go in Jesus' name. Speak to that and tell it to go. Curse the stress and trauma and tell it to go. If they've been in an accident or had surgery or something, curse that stress and trauma. Tell it to go and tell the pain to leave. And you know what? As you ask God for opportunities, he will bring them to you. My brother is 
taking an evangelism class in seminary in the States, and he said, you know, David, he said, as I started asking God for opportunities to share the gospel with people, he said, God brings people my way when I started asking. And so you know what? What, what might God do through you this week if you were to ask him? What, how might God call you to open a door for somebody this week so that they can feel the love of God, so they can experience healing, so that they can be open to receive more of the truth in their lives, either through you or through somebody else. And as, e- as each of us walk out these opportunities, it will not only build our faith, but it will build the faith around us and continue to build the kingdom of God. Thank you. Well, we're just going to, I'm going to, you know, we're going to sing here in a moment here, but I want to strike when the iron is hot. And um, so we're going to have opportunity here at the end. If you need to be, if you need prayer for healing today, uh, then I'm going to invite you to come forward. We're going to have prayer teams, elders, pastors. Hey, we'll have anyone up here we can possibly get to, to pray for people. So if you need prayer for healing today, then come. We'd love to pray for you. If you're joining us online, I don't know that you can come forward, but you can lean forward. And uh, we'll pray for you too. We'll pray for you too, that, that God will touch you physically. Uh, we'll do that as a big group. But we'll, we want to individually pray for people this morning for healing. And here's the other one. We want to pray that people would be filled with the Spirit and anointed to heal. We want to pray for that today. So you're saying... I want to walk this life of faith, like Dave has been describing, where I trust God in these situations and I step out more than I've been stepping out before. I want to step out in a whole new way, believing for God to heal. Uh, I was, my wife and I were just talking about this a few nights ago. We were talking about the things we've seen in our lives, and we are saying, well, you know, I would have liked to have seen more, but if I had prayed a thousand times for healing in people's lives and only saw the few things that we've seen, it would be worth it. It would be worth it multiple times over, right? For those moments where you see God intervene and really do something incredible in someone's life, it's worth it. It's worth it. And so just encourage you to step out. But I want to pray that God would fill you with his spirit and anoint you to step out to pray for healing as well. So those are the two things we're going to have an altar response for at the end of the service. Uh, In fact, we're here. Let's do it right now. Would you stand with me? Would you stand with me? Invite you to come forward. I invite you to come forward. You say, that's me. Yep, I want a healing. Altar ministry people, uh, pastors, uh, elders, just come forward and, and stand at the front of the stage here so that people know who you are and they can come right to you. Okay? And while the people are coming, I want to pray for the people who are online. Okay? So you who are online, our online church family, we're praying for you wherever you're at, listening right now, I want to pray for you right now. Okay? Lord, I pray you, we don't have a chance to have a conversation right now, but we do have the Holy Spirit active in our lives. And so I just ask right now for those people who are online and they are leaning forward, maybe they're needing healing right now. Their body is, is giving them pain and grief and there's all sorts of things that they're wrong in that way, in that way. Lord, I ask for you just touch them right now with your healing hand. You touched them just like you did in the days of walking this earth where you went and you touched people and they rose up and those infirmities were gone. I pray you touch them right now with your healing hand. And Lord, I pray for people who are online right now and they're, they're saying, I want to walk this out. I want to take, I want to step out in faith. I want to be able to pray for 
the people to do that. Lord, I pray you'd fill them with your spirit and anoint them to heal. Anoint them to pray in faith. Anoint them uh, to be your ambassador in situations where people are sick and people are struggling. And that they'll come in there with faith. They'll come in there with the power of God, believing that you can heal, believing that you can uh, transform their situation. So, Lord, I just pray for those things right now, for those people in our online audience right now. And now here in the house, I just invite you, take a step of faith. You want to walk in the miraculous? Take a step of faith and come forward this morning and get one of these people just to pray for you this morning. And we're just going to believe. I love that David said that whenever he has an opportunity to pray for people to be healed and there's someone else there, he just asks his sister or someone else to do that as well. I love that. I think God wants an army, not just one specialist. He wants an army of people walking in faith, believing for these things. He wants you. He wants you. He wants you to be active in the walk with faith in trusting him for these kind of things. So I invite you to come right now. The worship team's going to sing. Let's just make this altar a place of faith and ministry, believing for healing, and believing that God will fill us with his spirit and anoint us to heal. One more Dave. I just want to encourage you to, if you don't see results when you're praying for other people, don't give up. One of my, one of my um, most favorite uh, healing evangelists is Todd White. How many of you have ever heard of Todd White? Todd White, when he first started realizing he could pray for people and see them healed, he prayed for an average of 10 people a day for three months. That's about 1,000 people. And he said, I never saw one person got healed. And he said, I went back to the Bible, and I looked, and he said, the Bible didn't change what it said. It said that you can lay hands on the sick and be healed. And so he said, I kept doing it. And Todd has seen so many people all over the world get healed, and he's one of the most boldest people in his faith that I've ever seen. Go on YouTube and look up Todd White and listen to him, because Todd and his pastor, Dan Moeller, have a real revelation of God's heart and his love for people, and God really works through them. All right. We're going to sing. Just come. Just come.